Welcome back to the Foreign Desk Podcast. I'm Lisa Deftari. So much Iran in the news today, uh, and for a while now, we know that the U.S. is in Vienna at the negotiating table trying to get back into another JCPOA deal. But in the meantime, more provocations from Iran on the ground, by sea, and online. Where are we supposed to look? And is it too late to stop the Iranian regime? Those who say the Iranian regime is on its way to getting a nuclear weapon, continuing to put money into regional terror, continuing its human rights abuses back at home, say the Iranian regime needs to be stopped. But in the meantime, the pressure that was previously put by the Trump administration, does it even exist anymore? The Iranian regime is making partners for itself in trade, being able to take this pressure off. Uh, most recently, the China-Iran deal that was announced, 25 years, $400 billion. To make sense of all of this, we're calling on Xi Wei Wang again to join us, back by popular demand. Uh, Xi Wei, of course, is a regional expert. He's a fellow at AEI, the American Enterprise Institute, is a very prominent think tank, and of course, a PhD uh, candidate at Princeton University. Welcome back to the program. Um, thank you. Uh, thank you, Lisa. I'm uh, really glad to be here. Uh, of course, we first heard your name when you were uh, arrested by the Iranian regime and held as a hostage there for over uh, three years. And uh, for those of you who don't know Shiwei's story, I encourage you to go back uh, and watch our podcast. He outlines the horrific ordeal that he went through, uh, which really puts you at a very unique uh, place and position to understand from your perspective, the Iranian regime, what they do in addition to your expertise. And I know that uh, um, one of the main areas of your expertise is the relationship between China, Russia, Iran, the United States, and understanding this geopolitical uh, relationship. Um, we call on you today, not as the hostage uh, that um, endured all of that like we did last time. We call on you today as this expert to help us make sense of this triangular relationship between China, the United States, and Iran. Uh, we might even get to Russia if we have time because I know that that's part of your expertise uh, as well. Um, for Let's catch people up. So it was announced um, recently that Iran and China will be getting into a 25-year deal that will uh, total uh, up to $400 billion in oil sales and such. Um, we saw the handshake between the uh, Chinese and Iranian officials in Tehran. Uh, and, you know, we, we talk about this pressure that, that we put on the Iranian regime under the Trump era. We talk about how it had really minimalized uh, the Iranian regime to, to a place that we liked. We like to see them uh, really marginalized. We like to see them put under pressure for their nuclear uh, program, if not other things. Um, but you know, now they're saying, well, well, we'll do this on our own. And there are plenty of free agents out there, China being one of them, that are wealthy enough, that are, you know, rogue enough, uh, that will bail us out. Um, how do you rate this deal? I mean, is it significant for China? Is it significant for Iran? Who got the better deal here? And what will it mean? Uh, well, uh, in order to understand the China-Iran deal uh, and its impact uh, better, I think we need to go a little bit into uh, the beginning uh, of it uh, in 2016. So uh, Ch the, the Chinese uh, uh, President Xi Jinping uh, was the first world leader uh, visiting Iran uh, after the implementation of the JCPOA in the early 2016. Uh, uh, in fact, President Xi arrived in Iran two days before I did. Uh, 
Um, and um, uh, I, I, I was uh, fortunate uh, to, uh, to stay uh, with the um, Chinese state, uh, state-owned company. Uh, I, I stayed in their guest house because of the uh, lack of logistical support um, uh, by, uh, uh, through American institutions uh, in Tehran. Uh, so I had an intensive uh, um, communication uh, and interaction with the um, uh, Chinese uh, business community uh, in Tehran. So I had um, uh, uh, some thoughts um, about the uh, uh, China's um, uh, uh, about China's relation uh, with Iran, uh, especially its business and commercial uh, uh, interest uh, there. So uh, the, the the deal was uh, originally uh, broached uh, uh, during uh, President Xi's uh, visit uh, at that time, um, um, but it did not uh, materialize. Uh, if you uh, look at uh, uh, what happened in 2016, uh, sanctions were uh, uh, lifted, uh, rather uh, suspended, um, and Iran uh, got... Uh, uh, more uh, readily available international options where uh, they were uh, uh, ready uh, to engage uh, with uh, uh, other, uh, uh, mainly uh, Western uh, companies uh, and investors uh, on projects, on larger projects in Iran, where China, uh, um, uh, the, the Chinese argument being, uh, while you, uh, Iran was under sanction, uh, China was the country that supported Iran the most. So now you are under uh, uh, the sanctions are lifted. Uh, naturally, uh, we want to deepen the relation, uh, a commercial relation with Iran, uh, but that just didn't uh, 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 come through uh, the, to the extent the Chinese wanted. Uh, many, uh, several uh, major Chinese uh, companies uh, represented told me it, it was it was very difficult uh, 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 to deal with the uh, um, uh, Iranian companies uh, and, and their Iranian counterparts uh, to convince them in fact uh, to allow uh, 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 a deeper uh, Chinese uh, penetration to Iranian markets because uh, Iran naturally uh, uh, when options are available um, uh, just like any other country, uh, would want to diverse uh, its collaboration and cooperation with uh, um, different countries rather than uh, allowing China to penetrate deep uh, into its uh, uh, various sectors, which is a very natural thing uh, to do considering uh, the national interest. Uh, and then this is 2016. Um, and uh, in 2018, uh, when the US sanction was reimposed, when uh, President Trump uh, withdrew from the uh, JCPOA, uh, it no longer made sense um, for China uh, to enter into a deal like that broached in 2016, uh, because the political risk uh, was simply immense. So, if you if you look at uh, the figures, um, the the trade figures, uh, what was between, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. What was what were the political risks at that time? Well. You know, uh, China is just as uh, uh, risk averse as uh, uh, other country when it comes down to uh, investing in Iran. Uh, when the U.S. sanctions uh, kicked, in, uh, kicked in again, uh, China would have to reckon uh, if it decides to continue uh, its uh, cooperation with Iran, it will expose its interest under U.S. sanctions. Would China want to do that? Um, the answer, as we uh, saw, uh, is no. Uh, so. Uh, the U.S. sanctions uh, were effective uh, in terms of preventing China uh, uh, from uh, having a more broad and deeper uh, collaboration uh, with Iran. Um, and then the, the, the um, Sino-Iran uh, uh, trade also plummeted 
from, I believe, more than uh, 30 billion. Uh, uh, I maybe don't remember the specific uh, number, but I think mm -hmm. more than 30 billion dollars in 2017, uh, and uh, uh, plunged to uh, 14 and 9 uh, billion in 2020, uh, which shows just uh, how effective uh, the U.S. sanctions were. Uh, uh, in preventing China uh, from deepening its uh, 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 business and economic uh, uh, relations with Iran, and yeah, yeah, uh, no, I, I, you know, you, you, you brought up something that's probably on the minds of, of of eighty million Iranian people and so many of the Iranian expats and those who understand, you know, uh, Iranian uh, um, re relations or U.S. foreign policy relations with Iran. I should say, um, you said deep penetration into Iran, and I think that that is the fear of so many Iranians so that the country was basically sold over that that the Iran that China will have access that China will be able to you know uh, basically own uh for lack of a better word um the, the Iranians their markets their uh, everything the day to day um how significant is this fear um and you know what will it look like for 25 years well, I think the Iranians uh, are fear uh, of uh, the overpenetration uh, by China into Iran is uh, has a very deep historical uh, uh, reason, right? Uh, so, if you look at Iran's uh, history uh, in the past uh, several hundred years, um, you know, geo uh, 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 geostrategically, uh, uh, Iran was attacked left and right uh, in history, and in um, uh, uh, most recent history, uh, uh, we all know. Uh, the British encroachment from the south, the Russian encroachment from the north. And in the 20th century, um, the Shah's uh, regime entered into close uh, collaboration with the United States, and the United States even had uh, 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 extra um, uh, territorial um, legal agreement, meaning that the, the um, uh, uh, Americans uh, committed crime uh, uh, um, in Iran that would be subject to uh, not Iranian law, uh, so these these had effect uh, on how Iranians uh, look at uh, of, uh, of foreign penetration uh, into Iranian uh, uh, interests, um, and then um, but the reality uh, you know is more complicated. In fact, uh, the Chinese uh, companies uh, uh, ever uh, since they started co cooperating with Iran, um, a major thing that they, they talk about is the stringent terms of uh, uh, contracts. Uh, um, and it is actually uh, not very uh, easy. Uh, the, the way, I, I think, regretfully, um, uh, uh, because of the, Iran's particular historic experience, mm -hmm. uh, the, uh, the, the Iranian regime actually does not uh, really allow China to penetrate easily. Today, though, the, 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 the situation is rather different uh, because to a large extent, um, uh, if Iran is under severe uh, U.S. pressure, then uh, it, it would have no alternative but to try whatever possible uh, to uh, get closer uh, with China and enlist China as a supporter uh, uh, for, 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 for more Chinese investment and trade. Uh, the, the, problem, uh, the problem is uh, that is uh, rather uh, self-inflicted uh, uh, damage uh, by the regime because the regime decides, uh, has decided it does not want a, a constructive relation uh, uh, with the West, especially with the United States, uh, particularly for the uh, for the reason uh, of regime uh, uh, prosperity uh, and survival. 
Um, so they basically threw the interest of uh, um, of Iranian people um, under uh, um, you know under the track. Um, yeah. Yeah. So basically, what you're saying, I think, and I want you to double down on that, is that it was the maximum pressure campaign that led the Iranians right into the hands of the Chinese. Yes. Uh, well. Uh, uh, yes and no. Uh, so. Uh, when the pressure were there, uh, Iran, uh, the Iranian regime wanted uh, to uh, engage China, um, but China had to uh, keep a distance uh, uh, from Iran because the sanctions were effective, and China does not want to, uh, and China did not want to expose its interest uh, to U.S. sanctions. The the uh, 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 so that uh, collaboration didn't go really far. Uh, and bear in mind, the, the deal uh, resurfaced uh, in 2000, June 2020 when, uh, uh, when the, um, uh, a draft of it was leaked uh, through a Iranian uh, uh, government uh, source. Uh, but uh, what, uh, what was no, uh, worth noting is that the, when the, uh, the, the, the draft of the deal uh, leaked, uh, the Chinese foreign ministry actually at least twice avoided uh, commenting on the deal. The entire Chinese government uh, remained silent about the deal, and certainly they did not sign the deal uh, uh, when President Trump was still in, uh, in power, uh, because uh, obviously the Chinese weren't sure about uh, the trajectory of uh, U.S. Uh, policy towards Iran. Who will be the next, who would be the next uh, uh, U.S. president? Uh, because that would define the course uh, uh, of U.S. policy towards Iran in the uh, next couple of years. Um, and then if you look at the uh, China-Iran trade uh, closely, uh, then uh, in November, when President Biden was elected, the uh, 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 Iranian illicit, uh, uh, well, the Chinese illicit purchase of Iranian oil uh, skyrocketed, which was, you know, uh, uh, kept at a very low, uh, consistently low level under uh, Trump administration's uh, 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 maximum pressure campaign, suddenly uh, shot up. Uh, 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 after Biden has won the election, uh, basically showing the Chinese uh, were being opportunistic and thinking, well, America is switching course and we need to uh, uh, make use uh, uh, this opportunity and adopt this uh, re uh, uh, new reality. Mm -hmm. And I have a written uh, uh, in uh, foreign policy in last December. I said, if uh, President Biden decides uh, to... Uh, uh, offer uh, 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 concessions uh, to Iran too soon, uh, then um, the uh, China has got Iran back, uh, you know, China has got Iran's back uh, uh, story or, or fear would uh, unfold like a, a self-fulfilling prophecy. China and yeah. Iran will sign the deal or some version of it. And uh, uh, my prediction uh, uh, turned out to be true on the right. basis that um, the U.S. determination under uh, uh, the Biden administration uh, to re-engage with Iran uh, in um, to go back to nuclear deal, the uh, the U.S. Uh, uh, reluctance uh, to enforce uh, mm -hmm. sanctions on Iran uh, encouraged uh, China right. to move forward uh, with the deal uh, with, deal, uh, with Iran. Yeah. So basically, just to summarize, you're saying the maximum pressure campaign under President Trump was what initiated the 
uh, the deal, but the sanctions actually worked. So there was a pause and the new sheriff in town, they knew would be much more relaxed, would allow their free flow of um, business into Iran at some point. And because of that, President Biden's image and the perception, then that's what caused them to complete the deal. Uh, 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 please let me uh, to be a little bit uh, specific. Uh, the deal sure. was talked about uh, first talked about during Obama administration in early 2016. Right. Uh, but remember, it did not come to fruition uh, when JCPOA was in place. Uh, and until 2020, when the deal was leaked, in my opinion, was a kind of a public relation gambit. Yeah, uh, I was going to ask you, why, why so many leaks from the Iranian regime? Obviously, this is not a coincidence. These things aren't leaked. Like you said, public relations stunt. Well, you yeah. leak, uh, you leak for a purpose, right? right? So imagine this, this was uh, a late, uh, like a, a, a second half of 2020, and then there will be U.S. election. So the Iranian, uh, in my opinion, the leak was intentional uh, or likely to be intentional to show uh, that uh, President Trump's uh, maximum pressure campaign has failed uh, and which has put, uh, pushed Iran uh, to get closer with China. And China has got Iran's back. And if you check uh, uh, several major um, foreign policy uh, outlets uh, talked about uh, this uh, purported deal uh, on that uh, uh, on those terms. Um, so, so I, I think it is uh, uh, misinterpreted. And and why now? I mean, you uh, we said it was talked. It was first talked about. The top topic was just broached in 2016. And there's again no coincidences when it comes to Iran's um, regime. Right now, they're at the table in Vienna. There's so many things going on that wouldn't make them look, you know, so good. Uh, this China Iran deal being one of them. What's the message in in, in announcing the deal now? Uh, well, you know, this is a, a tri- the tricky part. If you if you look at the the timing uh, of the deal, uh, you know, it, it was signed in uh, late uh, uh, March. Is the time where the Biden administration is really trying to push a uh, rapid return uh, uh, to the JCPOA, and what the deal uh, uh, did, uh, in fact, is creating a public relation. Uh, a push uh, uh, on, you know, uh, uh, in the West, uh, in the United States, uh, saying basically, uh, you will see uh, some leading uh, uh, media outlets saying, "Well, China, uh, China and Iran are jointly uh, uh, defying the uh, U.S. and then the uh, U.S. sanctions are not uh, effective." Uh, China, uh, you know, Iran has got a major public uh, relation win, etc., uh, etc. Et uh, basically, saying. If, uh, if we don't go back to JCPOA as soon as possible, China and Iran will form an anti-American alliance. And then um, by then, it will be even more difficult to ring Iran in. So therefore, we must go back to JCPOA as, uh, as soon as possible. Um, Wait, just let, let's stop there because we want to bring people up to speed. Um, I think I, I know what you're saying, and I we've talked about this before, but we, I want everyone else to catch up on, on this as well. You're basically saying they announced this deal. They're thinking the U.S. will have FOMO and say, I don't, we don't want to miss out. We want, to, we want in on this so that they would rush into the JCPOA because Iran has only left that path for them to normalize relations with the regime so that it would make things go even faster into a, a nuclear deal? Is that what you're saying? Yes, uh, this is my interpretation, yes. 
And uh, based on- but also, but, also, but also, I just want to add, um, I think uh, from the Biden administration point of view, um, the deal would also do another, uh, another thing. Uh, that is, uh, the deal would uh, uh, supposedly uh, empower the uh, reformists uh, slash uh, Iranian moderates uh, at the cost of uh, the, uh, the hardliners. Uh, this is this is so because the um, uh, the Biden administration still believes, based on what they say in the public, that we can engage with the moderates, uh, uh, and we can work with them. We can uh, we can you know somehow change Iranian behavior, support us through empowering them, uh, and then look at the uh, Rouhani Zarif team uh, in the last eight years. The only thing they you know they promised the Iranian people two things: more political tolerance and transparency and the negotiation uh, on the nuclear issue uh, and lifting uh, 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 Western US sanctions. Mm -hmm. So the first, first promise, political promise, uh, obviously has failed. Uh, the regime, uh, the, the, the so-called moderate uh, uh, administration uh, did not deliver uh, more political uh, tolerance. Uh, the, actually, the situation has gone worse. Uh, They're not moderate, so let's, let's, let's clarify first. So, well, uh, and, and I that's appreciate you Yes, yes, that's why I say so-called moderates. Yes, right? so there are so, no moderates in Iran. I just want to clarify this one point. But what they've done for years is touted the line between moderates and um, hardliners so that it looks like, you know, good cop, bad cop, and they can basically switch off whenever it it serves them. But you know as well as I do that President Biden understands that all of it is coming from Khamenei, all of it's coming from the IRGC, all of it is in the same the power is in the same hands, right? Uh, well, I, I think that's obvious, um, but but somehow the Biden administration uh, uh, officials and, and the uh, the proponents of the JCPOA are still pushing uh, push uh, pushing this argument forward, moderates versus uh, the uh, uh, hardliners, as if. Uh, if, if if we empower the moderates, it will make a fundamental difference, uh, which I don't think uh, uh, is, is is a reasonable uh, assumption. But uh, back to what I was just saying, uh, imagine that uh, uh, the second economic uh, promise by the Rouhani administration uh, that we're going to lift U.S. sanctions, uh, that didn't pan out so well either, right? Mm -hmm. Iran actually came under even more severe uh, pressure under uh, uh, President Trump. Right. Um, and then, uh, so judging from, you know, judging, uh, uh, the, you know, uh, if we judge the um, uh, Rouhani administration's performance, it's basically a total failure and uh, uh, in terms of uh, delivering its uh, promise. So imagine now uh, the situation if, if, if China-Iran deal can be presented as, uh, uh, as uh, uh, something useful, um, then uh, it will give uh, the moderates' uh, uh, political capital. Um, and if uh, the United States can return to the JCPOA uh, before the June election, then I, I, I think um, the Biden administration uh, uh, and, and the many uh, people who uh, support the JCPOA uh, still believe uh, that we have enough sway, uh, the U.S. has enough sway uh, uh, on Iranian domestic politics, and we can somehow... Uh, if I may just uh, express my uh, uh, my opinion boldly, we so they may believe that we can somehow uh, facilitate uh, uh, the victory of uh, so-called uh, moderates um, uh, in the June election. Then, therefore, we can uh, work with them.
Uh, but again, I, I think that's uh, 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 history has shown um, uh, over and over again uh, uh, that uh, uh, counting on the moderates uh, has really not produced the, the desired result. You know, let's go back to the triangulation and let's fast forward because, um, you know, we, we have talked about this before and, and on this show uh, about how there probably will be a deal. What, what it looks like, we can come back to that. And I actually want to ask you um, your, your opinion on, on what a deal should look like. But let's let's fast forward um, just about, you know, eight months to a year from now. Um, you know, what? Is the U.S. concerned about a China-Iran deal? Uh, how much influence can the U.S. have if we re-enter the JCPOA in the triangle that is between Iran, China, and the U.S.? Well, you see, uh, I would argue uh, the Biden administration uh, tacitly uh, facilitated uh, the China-Iran deal. They may argue, in fact, uh, that the deal for now probably uh, uh, Lacks uh, real substance. Uh, if you if you if you look at it, uh, there's there's no evidence uh, indicating uh, the uh, the four hundred billion dollars over twenty five year uh, uh, period uh, uh, investment uh, is uh, is true. Um, and then there there is uh, there there um, um, there doesn't seem to be um, uh, a, a you know. A, a substantial military component uh, to the deal. Um, again, everything uh, remains uh, concealed. Um, we don't know the details, but it seems um, uh, that uh, there's no indication, there's no evidence to support uh, uh, any real substance uh, in the deal. So based on this, the Biden administration may think, well, the, there's there isn't a, a, a substance, so uh, why should we worry about that? Um, and well, in, well, wait, in, how can they have it both ways? Because we said they are, on the one hand, they're going to use it as pretense to say we have to rush into a JCPOA, but then you think that deep down inside, they're not worried about the real substance of the deal? No, I mean, they, they may argue uh, or they may justify uh, the deal that way. But my, my concern is that, uh, uh, maybe, you know, maybe that is the case, that the, the, the deal uh, uh, lacks a, a real uh, substance at the moment. Um, but the very fact that the Biden administration is going back to the Iran nuclear, the JCPOA, no matter what. Um, so even at the cost of right. uh, 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 facilitating a China-Iran deal, now uh, to, to placate Iran. Um, uh, so what that imply is that, so as long as we can get back, uh, you know, Iran back to JCPOA uh, compliance, uh, we don't even mind uh, 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 taking China into the broader picture and facilitate a, a potentially deeper uh, collaboration between China and Iran, even if that is potentially uh, at the cost of US interest. So I think that's that's where the, uh, uh, the 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 problem lies. So so yes, maybe the deal today doesn't really contain any substance, but it does not mean um, uh, it won't uh, in the future. Especially when the Biden administration is very determined to placate Iran and give Iran whatever they want, uh, you know the, re the, the 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 regime wants uh, uh, to go back to the JCPOA. Then yes, you know, uh, even the uh, Biden's um, uh, acting undersecretary for Middle Eastern Affairs, uh, Joy Hood, uh, said we want Iran and China to have a uh, 
closer collaboration, uh, a good collaboration, which, you know, statements as such uh, reassures China that uh, as long as you can uh, facilitate to bring Iran back to compliance, we don't mind uh, you deepen your interest uh, in, in that region. Uh, what will happen in the future? Uh, you know, let's not talk about that. <laughs> that, that you know that seems to be that seems to be the the the, the attitude of the the administration, which I think is problematic. Um, very much problematic, and I think that you know uh, we talked about the timing of all of this, and and uh, you know Tehran knows that they have a, a partner in Washington D.C. Regardless, you know if it's like you show up to buy a, a house and the owner of the house already knows you want the house so they can say whatever price they want they can you know they can have their own terms and that's exactly what we're dealing with at the negotiating table with Iran's regime you have all of these provocations you have you know all of this um, threats the 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 money pouring into terrorism people online are telling us on Twitter for example I know you're very active on Twitter as well and I encourage you guys to follow Shua because he has some some fantastic tweets about the reality of, of, of our foreign policy with Iran day in and day out I know you've said before um, that we should enter into a deal with with Iran but it should look a certain way what should a good deal in your mind look like with Iran? I um, I think a good deal with Iran would address an array of uh, uh, issues, uh, including uh, more restrictions on Iran's nuclear program towards uh, 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 nuclear weapons, um, uh, uh, and then uh, Iran's regional behavior uh, must be addressed, uh, and Iran's missile program uh, uh, should be addressed. And then um, also very importantly, uh, 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 relevant to uh, ordinary Iranians' uh, daily life, uh, the uh, human rights aspect uh, of the Iranian regime should be addressed. Uh, I'm not saying this deal uh, would cure uh, all the problems, uh, would provide solutions uh, to all the problems uh, uh, of Iran uh, or Iran or, or, or the Iranian regime is, uh, uh, is creating, but, uh, uh, I, I think it is a reasonable uh, expectation uh, that through um, a, um, uh, a deal as such, a Iranian behavior would be able, uh, would be controlled, um, and then uh, its malice um, uh, would be uh, uh, constricted. And uh, under uh, so, uh, I think we need a deal uh, like that. And then uh, with the uh, uh, leverage we have created uh, during the uh, Trump administration. I think we're in the direction towards that. Um, um, and then um, uh, many people hoped uh, that the Biden administration will be able to build uh, on the leverage uh, the Trump administration has uh, uh, left uh, uh, for, for, the, for the Biden administration. But unfortunately, they are taking away all the leverages uh, we have uh, accumulated. How are we going to negotiate from a position of uh, strength uh, uh, on the, uh, on the negotiation table, if we're taking our um, uh, leverages, uh, you know, or leverage away without getting anything back. You know, um, even the Trump administration with the maximum pressure campaign that I agree was working, um, and we saw the numbers, just it, just look at the economic charts, and, and then obviously it was working. And we saw the reaction from, from the leadership in, in Iran, the Islamic Republic, and we know that it was absolutely working. But the uh, Trump administration would talk about, you know, we're not pushing for regime change, we're pushing for behavioral change. 
we didn't see any behavioral change. Um, and we put, we came to a place where, okay, there's maximum pressure campaign, but then what? And based on what you just said, yes, the ideal, the unicorn deal that we would get from the Iranian regime would include everything you said, but what you're basically advocating for, and I'm just pushing back because I want to get your reaction, is um, reforming the system, reforming the regime. And so many people throughout that are, you know, tweeting me every day in Farsi from Iran say there is no way. I mean, this is the repeated message. There is no way to change this regime. They just need to be removed. What's your reaction to that? Uh, well, I think the Iranian people have to decide the fate uh, of uh, the political future uh, of their own country. Uh, I would argue the U.S. Uh, uh, should uh, help create um, an environment uh, conducive uh, to that. Uh, but we cannot uh, actively pursue uh, a regime change policy because that will just create all kinds of legitimacy issues uh, 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 after uh, or during and after the pursuit of uh, uh, regime change. Again, I believe uh, the Iranian people have to, uh, uh, should, should be in the position, uh, should be put in the position to decide the, the future of their country, um, uh, especially considering uh, uh, Iran's traumatic uh, history with outside powers uh, in the uh, last uh, couple hundred years. I, and I agree with you. The Iranian people need to choose their path forward. Um, and if we create um, an environment in which they can, for example, under the maximum pressure campaign, there were many protests in Iran. Um, and a lot of them alluded to thanking Trump and thanking, you know, I know it sounds very strange for people to understand that the Iranian people, a good good segment of them, understand the sanctions, even though it does hurt them. Uh, they understand that the sanctions are a means to an end, that they're meant to curb the behavior of their, their government. Um, and for that reason, we saw a lot more protests on the streets. Um, but we saw also thousands of people get killed. We know that that report has since been removed from, from uh, the State Department archives for some reason. But we know that somewhere between 1,500 to many thousands of, of peaceful protesters were, were you know, gunned down um, for going out onto the streets. So, I mean, let's talk, I mean, let's, let's leave the textbook talk and the think tank talk and let's talk real talk. I mean, what are the options for the Iranian people when on the international stage, we are wedged between two bad decisions? Even a good deal with this regime would mean that they're cheating behind the scenes. It would be a piece of paper. It would be meaningless. Don't you agree? Uh, well, that's why I think it is important uh, that the United States uh, to put uh, credible, deterrence, uh, uh, credible deterrence on the table, uh, that uh, we will have a deal. Uh, but if, you, uh, if Iran uh, does not abide by the deal, then there will be consequence. Uh, the problem, as I see it, uh, this moment is the Biden administration precisely is taking that uh, credibility uh, of deterrence. I mean, there, there's still deterrence, uh, but they're not uh, credible. For example, in the, the, the February U.S. strike uh, on the, uh, on the uh, uh, Iranian militia on the uh, uh, Syria, uh, Syrian-Iraqi border, it was a serious uh, strike that uh, intended to convey a serious uh, uh, a message, but that was not taken seriously by Iran because the Biden administration, on the other hand, is so hell-bent uh, uh, to return to the deal and ready to give everything up uh, 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 in exchange 
uh, for Iran's uh, uh, return to compliance. Basically, that what, what, what that does is that you're taking that credibility away. Your deterrence doesn't mean uh, very much anymore. And then the, 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 you know, the Biden administration rhetoric today is the same. Basically, they are they're conveying a um, uh, just like you said, if not, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the regime has not changed the behavior under uh, uh, Trump's uh, uh, maximum pressure campaign. Uh, and then uh, the uh, 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 enrichment has gone up so much more and they're closer than ever to breaking up uh, to, uh, to breaking out point. These uh, uh, facts are all correct. Uh, however, uh, we need to put it uh, put them uh, in other context. Uh, meaning, the maximum pressure campaign, really maximum pressure campaign, uh, started uh, in uh, 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 2018, and then the heavy pressure, uh, like a sanctioning of uh, uh, Iranian central bank and uh, mm -hmm. and all that, did not come uh, until much later, right? So that means the maximum pressure campaign uh, has not given enough time to really unfold. Remember, Iran is a big country uh, uh, with a, uh, a relatively diverse economy, huge internal market that can weather sanctions. So for, uh, for two years, if the uh, maximum uh, two, uh, 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 campaign has not produced the desired result, it doesn't mean that it won't um, uh, uh, in the future, in the near future, I would say. Right, so that's one thing. The other thing is that if you put yourself uh, in Iranian regime's shoes, and now you are under uh, uh, Trump's uh, maximum pressure, uh, what are your options? Right. So um, I think it makes perfect sense mm -hmm. um, that uh, while you can, you step up um, uh, uh, provocations uh, all around uh, um, uh, to show that uh, pressure will not. Uh, 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 you know, uh, uh, bring the uh, Iranian regime uh, uh, to its knees, um, mm -hmm. be because otherwise you will face, uh, you know, uh, authoritarian regimes by showing weakness is inviting uh, implosion, uh, elites abandon, uh, uh, abandoning the regime. So they couldn't do that. The only thing that, that makes sense for them to do is to uh, uh, step up uh, 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 provocation and aggression as if uh, the uh, the maximum pressure uh, cannot work. But we need to ask ourselves, uh, how long can they do this? And once they do that, uh, I, I, and I also think that it's very important, once they do that, the, criti uh, the critical uh, deterrence uh, aspect uh, uh, should kick in, uh, which I think under the, the, the Trump administration exactly happened. When uh, Soleimani was attacking the US embassy, he was, uh, 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 he was killed um, decisively. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then that conveys a very, very strong message. Uh, if, uh, uh, if you provoke, there will be consequence. And that deterrence was real and credible. And then after that, mm -hmm. we didn't see the Iranians uh, taking uh, major steps uh, 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 in, in terms of provocation. Uh, and also we need to note the Iranian regime did not take major steps uh, towards violating uh, the, JCP, uh, the, uh, uh, the JCPOA when Trump was still in power. Right. They took major steps when uh, uh, President Biden came to power, showing the determination of returning to the deal. Mm -hmm. right? Because very easily, you know, very uh, obviously, President Biden has taken the, uh, the credible deterrence away, uh, conveying even arguing, uh, if not this deal, it'll be a war, meaning we don't want a war. Uh, but 
ignoring the fact that sometimes the best way to avoid war um, um, uh, is to threaten uh, with a war. Right? Right. Nobody wants war, but if Iranian regime uh, will uh, provoke and, uh, um, and uh, uh, step up its aggression, there will be serious consequences. But now, I don't think the Iranian regime believes that. They believe uh, Biden doesn't want a, a confrontation. Um, Biden doesn't want a war. So let's exploit that. Absolutely. I, you know, a, a childhood mentor of mine once said, once you settle, you get less than you settled for. And that's, uh, you know, that's what it is. If we're going to aim to get to the 2015 JCPOA, even though things are much worse now, we're not even going to get what we got at the 2015 JCPOA. It's going to be much worse than that with with many more transgressions. Yes, exactly. And in fact, uh, if you have uh, uh, kept a close attention to the to the media, even the uh, uh, even even some senior official uh, from the administration has announced we're open to lifting uh, uh, non-nuclear uh, sanctions. We will reveal uh, because uh, some of the sanctions are uh, illegitimate. Um, right. I think I think that's very problematic. That that means we are willing to go much further. Uh, than uh, just going back to the deal in terms right. uh, uh, to, uh, to placate and appease Iran. But and, where does it really right. go? And we're willing to blame ourselves rather than blame you. That's the message here. They'd rather say that Donald Trump was the, was wrong or his, I should say, his administration, Mike Pompeo, whoever was involved in putting the sanctions were wrong uh, rather than blame a terrorist regime that has so much blood on its hands, American blood, Iranian blood, and so forth. Uh, Shiwa, you're brilliant. Your analysis is spot on and always appreciated on our show. I hope that you will be back even once more. Um, I, I encourage all of you to watch uh, our episode. Um, I will I will link it below um, in which he talks about his experience in, in being in an Iranian prison and where he gets all of his um, real passion for talking about this subject and expertise. And, and I appreciate that. And I appreciate you. Uh, and uh, you can follow him on Twitter. You can follow his newest articles that are posted there as well. And thank you so much, Shiwe, for joining us. Well, thank so you very much uh, for uh, giving me the opportunity to to talk about my opinions. Of course, and we'll hopefully talk to you again very soon. And for the rest of you who'd like to subscribe to our podcast, go to youtube.com slash Lisa Dakar. You can also find us wherever you get your podcasts on Pandora and Spotify and iTunes. And if you'd like to sign up for our daily top 10, go to our website, foreigndesknews.com slash newsletter, and you can sign up there. See you all next week.